Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade. Helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. Morning, Morning. Coxie. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's a dead heat. Now we're now we're even. We're yeah, we're equals, even. Coxie. We're equals. Even Stevens. Even Stevens. Mm. I'm just gonna chuck Norris straight up. Go. We're talking weird shit we say. Funny names and dumb things and just quirky stuff that we use to describe things. Sometimes I've- that other people don't even understand, and especially when I talk over the top of you again. <laughs> no, my fault. I've got a lot of weird sayings that my uh, New South Wales counterparts tend to understand better than the Queensland ones, and they obviously come from my parents, well, mostly my dad, like my mm. mush. Do you ever talk about a mush? Uh, not in public. No, see, you don't know what it is. <laughs> no. Uh, mush nope. is your mouth. Ah, right. Yeah, but yeah, my yeah, I get it. I get it. Some of them aren't sort of uh, nationwide, are they? No, they're very much. Uh, all of my quirky sayings seem to be more New South Wales based. And if you listen to the builder, apparently I have a New South Wales accent. I had no idea of that. One. There's that no me such away. thing as a New South Wales accent. Well, when you listen with his very uh, finely tuned listening ears, there is. And there's one for actually each state has their own. South slight, Australia definitely has an yeah, accent. Pool. No. <laughs> Do you know how many arguments I had with uh, a, a office manager that used to work for me when I had a, a financial planning and finance business years ago? Yeah. Um, and she was from Adelaide, and she used to give us. Well, see, I say Queenslanders, even though I was born in the ACT. I don't think Ken Barons have an accent. It just, mm, it's the sound of poo coming out of your mouth. <laughs> but, <laughs> G'day to all the politicians who listen, and we'd love to have you on the show here at Tradies in Business. G'day listeners, by the way. Forgot to say good morning to our listeners, Coxie. We tend to do that, I'm afraid. We get about midway through and realise, oh, we didn't say hello. Oops. We're just all about each other. Just all about us. Well, that's why it's typical, a Tradies in Business podcast. Typical celebrities, hey? Um, But she used to give us all so much shit about the way we said pool. And she'd go, peel. You don't go swimming in the pool, guys. It's the pool. I'm like, I'm not pulling anything in the pool. That's exactly what it sounds like, pool. They sound like the same pool, not pool boy. Pool. It's like it's a pool boy. Pool boy. Poor bugger. I bet he's happy about his job. (laughs) He's probably an apprentice. (laughs) Which is where we were actually going to go with this. (laughs) Names that apprentices get called or referred to as, like, uh, you know, we're going to have to make this explicit, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Just let me go to our, our master spreadsheet, Coxie, and type the word. Explicit in all caps. It has to be. For this episode. But, um, oh, there's a really uncomplimentary one that would start with C. Oh. Cal? And <laughs> Christopher Robin? I don't know. It's, um, 
uh, the Northern Territory ran it as a as a tourism campaign, that which blew me clever. away. Yeah. How on earth did they get away with having so many bumper stickers spread right around Australia with such a short word with it's four letters? Very. Uh, <laughs> it was extraordinarily bold and unforgettable. That was a. Do you ever watch that show? I don't remember what it's called on ABC. Uh, the d- destructs or no. Destructs. <laughs> Pulls apart because I can't think of the right word. Deconstructs. Or pool. Pulls apart. Deconstructs um, ad campaigns so that you can see oh, why. Oh, yes, the Gruen transfer. That's the. That's it. I love that show. Um, mm. Anyway, now I forget where I was going. Of course. <laughs> it must be Thursday. The, uh, the NT campaign that I'll yes. see you in. I, would, I, I never saw the episode in which they deconstructed that one, but I would have loved to have seen it because it's particularly bold. Somebody's made a really gutsy choice. I can't imagine, but the government must have had a say in it. Oh, absolutely. And do you know what? That I, I used to have a friend who worked in the advertising business um, and he worked on some big campaigns as a creative director, like with Tourism Queensland and RECQ and some of those brands. And one of the things that he used to chat about was the challenge of his job was they would come up with these campaigns like the CU in the NT campaign, mm-hmm. right? They go, oh, this is brilliant. And all these creative types would sit around and come up with something kick-ass like that. And they'd take it to the client and pitch it. And the client would go, no, nah, no, nah, we're not running that. Wow. And he used to find that so demoralizing and frustrating. Yeah. And then they'd run some some neutered um, snowflake version of it that oh, just gosh. missed the mark. You so totally have this story with the builder. Remember the commercial oh, you two did? I was thinking did? about that. I thought, will I go there or yes, won't? Yes, come I? on. We won't quite <laughs> name it. But no, no. it was incredibly distilled and lost all its power, unfortunately, because oh, I loved the where they were going. Ad, it's brilliant. So, listeners, for, for those of you who don't know, the builder, as in Coxie's um, equal half, <laughs> not better half, inferior half, but the builder and I, uh, we appeared, we starred, actually, I'm going to use the term starred, we starred in a national ad campaign um, for a fairly prominent organisation that does some incredible work, mind you. Amazing. And um, and we start in this campaign, uh, saw like the draft final cut of the advertisement and it was an awareness campaign for a particular social issue in this country. And and I was actually, just a quick aside here, Coxie, one of our tradiepreneurs said to me this morning, he's been listening to the podcast and he said, mm-hmm. uh, and he also turned up to Friday Drinks actually. Oh. Um, I want, I'll, I'll, I'll name him. G'day, Tom. Hello, Tom. Tom can have a cameo. Uh, so Tom, Tom quite likes when he gets a cameo, actually. <laughs> Tom and Mitch are like the, the cameo kings. I love it. So, <laughs> so Tom turned up to our um, happy hour on Fridays that we do on Zoom every Friday <laughs> at 4 p.m. here at uh, Tradies in Business. All you have to be is a Trade Desk member or above. Um, that's right, isn't it? Correct. Oh, yeah. And uh, – and, Tom said that the topic of conversation, Coxie, given that I wasn't actually present <laughs> while you're all taking the piss out of me, uh, was my ability to talk around in circles and avoid mentioning <laughs> names or particular circumstances. 
uh, and still loop back around and talk in a big circle and end up back at the starting point. Yeah, you were most definitely the topic of conversation for our entire drink session this week. And I was going to take this Friday off, but now I don't think I will because I can feel revenge coming. I already had an agenda, Coxie. I'm sure you did. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so the builder and I start in an advertisement. We we put a lot of our personal effort into it. We did it for free. Yes, it was unpaid. Um, we, we should we, make that we very clear. We turned down the very large retainer they wanted to pay each of us, <laughs> the talent fee. Um, I remember wearing some um, flannel that had been procured from an op shop by the uh, the filming company. <laughs> yes, and didn't that, we have to supply all the high-vis? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and two days we put into that. It was huge. And they were days. big days too. Like 5 a.m. start. Mm. Um 5 p.m., 6 p.m. finish. And uh, it was – I saw the ad and it literally gave me goosebumps. Mm. I, I The hair stood up on my neck. It gave me goosebumps and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is going to fucking nail it. Mm. This message is just going to get picked up and rammed home so well and I was so proud of what the creative guys had done and the film company. And anyway, it went to the panel of uh, – experts in inverted commas the board well yeah which included some outside advisors and you know academics and that sort of stuff and uh they pulled it they axed it they wouldn't run it well first they they cut it in half and they gave it a a whirl cut in half well they they cut one of its nuts out and it didn't make any sense anymore or it just lost all its impact and, and then, then they it got completely dropped altogether, dropped it. which was so unfortunate because it was it was absolutely on point for delivering a message that we can't even talk about in this podcast. But we have had that experience. Is the point we're trying to get to? So back to the so here you go, Tom. I'm circling around, mate. I'm like a great white. I'm just going to keep circling and circling, and just scare you to death. So uh, terrifying. Yeah, my mate, the advertising guy. He said that was one of his most frustrating and um, tiring things was doing all that work, coming up with this great campaign that they believed in, that they thought was going to make a difference for the client, get more customers or raise awareness or whatever. And then the client or, you know, the, the client's advisors or board members or whomever, the wife or the husband or whoever it is, depending on the client, would go, no, don't like it. Are you ready? I'm ready. It's a bit like doing a quote, really, isn't it? <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't chuck Norris the shit out of that coxie, I was going to do it for you. <laughs> How can you not? It's the same process. It is. It is. Oh my gosh! The title of this podcast. Hang on, <laughs> let me type this up now. What do have to do with quotes? It even oh, rhymes. I love it. <laughs> This will be our most listened to podcast episode ever. And I'm really sorry for any of you that are new and have never actually listened to us before. And this is the one you choose to listen to first. I promise it gets better. Uh, um, but it is like you, you do you do all that work and you put your heart and soul into something that you believe is, is the tits. And they go, no, nah. no, nah, I don't want that there. I don't agree think that's the wrong design or you've completely misunderstood what we're after mm. or we don't think they'll go for it or worse still you get white-handed by someone who's not even in the room <gasps> which is what 
essentially happened to that ad campaign that we yes. were a part of. Um, that other person who basically poo-pooed the whole thing in the end mm. wasn't even in the same state. No. They watched it, went, nah, for various reasons. I ad- strongly advise you do not run this campaign. So anyway, back to names, Coxie. <laughs> I was wondering how we're going to get back around to there. Well, there this are some names that I think we probably got that person. <laughs> this all started because you, and we've referred to this previously on the podcast, but every single time we sign up to do a podcast every morning, you've got some new fancy name you've thought of for me. So yeah, we're and I, names. I, <laughs> so your name today is uh, Doogie Howes' mum. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about this one because Doogie Howes <laughs> is older than me. Yeah, and I... <laughs> Well, come on, it's 2020. Anything's possible these days. No, that is not possible. I'm afraid it is absolutely impossible to be younger than your child. Uh, not if you've adopted. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> Got you on a technicality. You did. But anywho, um, it was only because you uh, you voxed me earlier, which which is a cool app that we use for communicating, it's awesome. um, to say you were going to go check on the Doog. Yeah, the dog. Which is the your dude. euphemism for dog. Depends on the day. He gets called a lot of different names. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> so, um, and you said, oh, let's do one about funny names that apprentices get called, for example. I'm like, I don't know when apprentices get called except for some things that we wouldn't normally say on air, like the Northern Territory's ad campaign, for example. Shit kicker. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm struggling. I, but that's the point. I want to hear what you as the listener have to say. I want to know what you call your apprentice, both to their face and the one you have for when they're not around. And I'd like to know what you were called or referred to when you did your apprenticeship. And then I want to know how it actually made you feel because all of Warwick's names make me giggle mostly. Except the when he called me cocky. If you call me <laughs> cocky, I'm, I don't think that's real funny. That just means you're really confident. Oh, I never took it as that kind of cocky, but I'll take You're that. You're thinking bird, weren't you? The annoying screeching type with the funny thing on the top of its head. Yeah, that's where I was going. <laughs> that's not what I pictured when I said that, cocky. Oh, was I in a particularly good mood that day? <laughs> Maybe. But all the names that you give me make me giggle or we have a we share a joke or it's come about from a joke that we'd shared previously. They're fun. But some of the names we call our team members and in particular our poor apprentices are not so nice and it makes them feel yicky and I guess I probably wanted our tradies to think about what sort of performance they then get out of their apprentices when they're feeling a little blue, down, disrespected. Mm. It is – I think it's a real – well, I was going to say problem – I and maybe it's a missed opportunity for employers. Yeah, maybe I that's don't. what I should say. Yes, is uh, instead of stating it as a problem, it's um, <clears throat> it's like the Northern Territory ad campaign. I mean, that was an opportunity for the for the offing. Is that the terminology for the but offing? Yep. Okay. That's a that was a huge opportunity, and they grabbed it yes. by both arms <laughs> and gave it a good shake. <laughs> And I see those bumper stickers in Victoria 
I've seen them here in Tassie. People people proudly display that bumper sticker because it's almost like a bit of an FU to the political correctness of society. And that in itself, sorry, Coxie, mm-hmm. to, to stop you from cutting me off there. <laughs> but that in itself says so much about the NT and their culture and their tone and it makes me want to visit them. I can understand that. That's exactly what you're going to find no matter where you turn in the Northern Territory. They're, that's what, the kind of people of... they are. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, don't put words into my mouth. I'll have everyone in the Northern Territory coming after me. G'day. I think we have a few listeners in the Territory. We do. Give us a shout out, gang. Um, I think, is it Andrew? There's a pestie up there that I'm sure is part of our community. G'day, Andrew. He probably hates us. Well, you um, owe us a review after that because yeah, if, if your name's name. Andrew and you're a pesty <laughs> and you're in the NT, we've just called you out. And if if you're not, just ignore that bit of the podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. It says something about their culture, right? Yeah, it does. And, and I feel like the names that we, we, you listeners, come on, I'm talking to you, trade Business employers, paying staff, calling them names either to their face or behind their back. You're setting the tone for your business. Yes, whether you like it or not. And I'm getting lectury now. You often do on the podcast. Oh, burn! No, that's what's wrong with that. Oh, okay, it's a good thing. So, <laughs> but it does. It sets the tone for your business, and if you don't think so. Go hang out in a business where, oh, my gosh, I had this happen once, Coxie. Here's a story. Here's a story, listeners. Are you ready? So I went to um, I went into a tyre shop a bunch of years ago when I was back in Australia, that beautiful country called Australia, um, before I emigrated to Tasmania. <laughs> and uh, I walked into a tyre shop, wanted a quote for some, for some new hoops for my car and uh, some new donuts. And I'm standing there waiting for the business owner to come out. And I actually, so one of the staff said, oh, yeah, no, old mate's out the back. And I hear who turned out to be the business owner yelling his head off at somebody. Oh, no. And hurling a ring spanner across the workshop. I actually saw the ring spanner appear above like the the cupboard petitioning stuff, the the pallet racking petitioning that was meant to hide the workshop from the front of house section. I see the ring spanner fly and hit the wall and the guy like doing his nut at a tradesperson or an apprentice or some unfortunate soul out the back. And and then there was a bit of silence. Then he appears at the front with his best customer smile on, which was (laughs) shithouse because he was clearly angry as fuck. Mm. And, uh, I was, and by that stage, I was like, yeah, I don't think I want this guy touching my car. No. So, uh, yeah, we had a bit of bullshit surface level conversation and I left. But there you go. That set the tone for his business. And I'm, I don't like supporting people like that. And neither will your customers. And I've actually called out people from the way they speak to their staff a couple of times because nothing pisses me off more after being – actually, I was reminded just last night. I was talking to my kids about all the jobs I'd had pro- previous to now. Mm. And I was talking about – I don't know. I think it was the third or fourth job that I had. I was working in a fruit shop. I won't name the 
establishment, but they Aww. said some really horrible things to me. And my job ended after the male boss locked me into the uh, cold room. <laughs> Deliberately? <laughs> yeah. with Because I'd turned him down in his advances. Wow. Oh, that's yeah. Awesome. Yes. Not. They're still in business, that particular uh, mob, because it was before the days of uh, somebody like me having the confidence to actually make a report about something like that. But Jeez. I can tell you that uh, that lit a fire in me, and I will not stand by and allow people to talk like shit to people that are in lesser positions than, the, well, to anybody, full stop. But particularly if I, I've, actually told a mother off once because of the way that she was talking to her child. Oh yeah, that in the supermarket. That just it went too far. It was in front of my kids. Anyway, that didn't end particularly well. Um <laughs> I can't imagine but, why. Yeah. Criticizing a mother for the way she's talking to yeah, her. Yeah, it really wasn't my yeah, business. No, but it was that's terrible. It's never gonna go badly. Well the poor child it was anyway, I'm sure I didn't make a difference there, but I tried. But I, particularly in retail stores, because that's where I have often seen it. It's never happened on my job sites. It's always been a clear expectation that we treat each other with respect. But in retail, it's, again, same as apprentices. I see it so often and I'm not sure I've put my hand up and saying, hang on a minute, you can't talk to somebody like that. Hmm. Do you have confidence to do that? Is that your bag? Uh, <clears throat> no, I tend to pussy out. And uh, there's there's probably a name that apprentices have been called, but um, <laughs> I see being a bloke, I I feel like it's a bit different. There's, I think there's you're more right. of a chance yeah. that I'm going to get punched in the face, definitely, um, or dobbed in by a female and you know harassed by the police or something or paid mm. a visit because it's perceived a little differently, and that's probably part of my. My own um, head trash. Uh, well, I don't know. I think you're probably on, on point there to some <clears throat> but degree. I was, I was sort of bullied and um, threatened with a knife and stuff at high school as a kid, so I've probably, I'm a bit scarred from my interactions with bullies, so I tend not to publicly stand up to them. Um, geez, there you go, listeners. You just found something. There's a bombshell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, but it does shit me. I hear parents and I observe them just berating their kids and swearing at them. And, mm. you know, we're swearing on this podcast. We've all got our own beliefs and values. And, you know, what you do in the privacy of your own home is is your business. I just feel like if you're in a public space and you, you're calling your kid a stupid F and C and then, like, you know, I'm talking five, six-year-old kids. Mm. I just, it really, it makes me angry, but it makes me really sad and sick to the stomach because of the impact that has on young minds and on their emotional state. And you know what? Let's, let's, uh, here you go, Tom. Great white, still circling. Uh, <laughs> our apprentices, our apprentices, they look like adults. And g'day to all the apprentices listening. I, I mean, no disrespect. Um, uh, you know, a, a 17 year old, apprentice 18 year old apprentice a 22 year old apprentice mm. we're young they're you know they're impressionable they're learning from us older people and to talk to them like shit says more about you as an employer than it does about them as an apprentice thank you that's the whole point i wanted to get across <laughs> you're welcome you took the words and, right out of my mouth literally and i just 
I just think you're if if you do that, uh, look, we've all we've all uh, slipped up and had a moment of weakness or lots of moments of weakness strung together <laughs> for an entire <laughs> lifetime. Uh, but you know, we all slip up from time to time, but it, it doesn't mean that that's the way it should be all the time. And it, just just put yourself in their shoes. You know, I've look, I've ended friendships because um, people have lost the fun in taking the piss out of was, and you know when things just get an edge, Coxie. They do, don't they? And it is a real time marker. You can see how it changes. Mm. And for me, that was really starting to speak volumes about that person, and and it was probably time that we moved on from each other, which we did. Mm. Uh, and maybe that other person didn't fully understand. I never had the the guts to actually square up to him and tell him why. Um, I just sort of let it fizzle out. But uh, and we were great mates for a while. Uh, but you know, it just gets that edge. And I think if you're talking like that to your, your apprentices or your staff or your subbies, you're going to get that back in life, and that's not a good thing to be getting back from other people. It's horrible. It really is. And even if you only were to think about this selfishly, so if we're only talking to you on a level where you can look at this in terms of how good or bad it is for your business when you talk to your any of your staff, any of your team full stop, it, with a shitty attitude, you're not going to get the best out of them. So if that's the only reason for you to talk better to them, use that. Don't you want the best out of the people that you have in your team? Don't you want to see them reach their potential? And for that, because that potential that they reach is rewarding you as a business owner in terms of quality or time it takes for the job to be completed or attitude on the day all of those things impact the job that you then pass on to your client so you if you are not yet ready to look at what that actually says about you maybe you can just look at it a little selfishly and realize "Mm, it doesn't impact your business great if you're making people feel like shit yeah, the old adage, you know, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I think that's a crock of shit, Coxie. It is a crock of shit. Words are very, very powerful. It's how we communicate, after all. And um, I'd rather have someone throw sticks and stones at me than, mm, than uh, speak to me the way I hear a lot of employees get spoken to and mm. spoken about. Mm. Um, Likewise, though, let's make this a, a double-pronged point. Um, talking about your boss like shit also says a lot about you and not so much about your actual boss. That's right. It's not, this isn't just business owners. This goes both ways. I, I would like to throw a challenge out to you listeners to be more mindful about your language and how you speak to people and how you speak about those people around you, customers, staff, apprentices, your partner. Um, I have observed for many years, Coxie, as you have, I'm sure, Mm -hmm. the way people's language um, sets their mindset. Yes, very much so. And nowhere is that more evident than the way we speak about others. Mm. And when I hear business owners talk and smack about their customers and, you know, personally, personally like belittling customers or staff members or 
their competition. It, I really feel bad for the person saying the things because <clears throat> it's it's like all that stuff hits a mirror and bounces back to us. Mm. And I've been guilty of it over the years. I've I I feel bad about some of the things I've said about other people um, behind their backs over the years when I was a bit younger and um, shitter at life. Oh, that's a big call. <laughs> yeah, including, you know, ex-wives and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I, I still work very hard at not doing that because – I wouldn't want anyone doing that to me. And I'm sure it happens. I'm sure there's people out there that say stuff about me that I would not like to hear. <clears throat> you should hear what I say when you're not around. <laughs> <laughs> I can probably imagine a few things, Coxie. <laughs> Besides, all those little birdies on the Friday afternoon drinks have uh, filled me in on a couple of things. I have no doubt. <laughs> I make that sound like I actually know what goes on, but nobody <laughs> would tell me a bloody thing. They're they all, you've, you've paid them off well, Coxie. No, they'll uh, tell you the lot. But yeah, it's I just I think it's really shit behavior and I think it it really um shows how small some people are. So listeners, the challenge is be mindful of the words you say, the things you say about others. And you know, if you catch yourself being a bit sloppy in that regard, just try and change that and and see if that doesn't change the tone of your business, the tone of your team. And over time, I've I've seen people really transform their their uh, what am I what it's not really team culture, Coxie. It's sort of just the energy. Yes, you know the inter interreactions, interreactions, interactions between people. So anyway, that's kind of my little challenge. That was a big Chuck Norris in the end. We went from being light to being dark. Well, yeah, not dark, talk- but serious at least. We're talking about four-letter words, and now we're talking about. Team culture and, you know, reflecting back words and stuff. But that's how we roll here at the Traders and Business Podcast. That's how I roll. I I don't think I give you much choice sometimes, Coxie. You're just like. No, we just run with it. Now that you can't (laughs) see me, you can't see me giving you all those hand gestures to say, shut up. Don't talk about that anymore, (laughs) Was. You'll have to send me text messages like, Was, stop talking. Stop. Stop it. I'm going to stop now. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Now, if the, you want to use your words kindly, we'd really love it if you left us a review. <laughs> was is a – can't really say. Yeah, no, say it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or allude to it at the very least. But we'd love you to leave us a review. It helps other tradies just like you find us. And then we can help more people because we put a lot of time and effort into doing this for free to make sure that everybody gets the maximum benefit out of what we're able to provide. We'd love more people to find us. It makes your life a bit easier, I'm sure, and it can make some other tradies' lives easier. So if you can, please leave us an iTunes review. You'll need to do it on your desktop. iTunes make it a little bit difficult, but it can be done nonetheless. And if you cannot figure out how to do that, like I can't because I don't have an iTunes account, you can leave us one on Facebook. We'd be really okay with that too. And don't forget while you're on Facebook, come and join the group. We're really getting lots of tradies in there at the moment, aren't we? What are we up to, 1,600 or more now? Yeah, it's awesome to see, actually. I think there's only 1,700 tradies in Australia, so we're, we're going for gold. We nearly got the lot. <laughs> <laughs> so while you're on Facebook, come over and join the group if you haven't already. Uh, please leave us a review, and we look forward to seeing you again tomorrow on Friday. Sounds good. Thanks for listening. Have a good Thursday. Hey, bro. Mm-hmm.
You've been listening to the Tradies and Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.